All right. Looks like everybody is talking about Pearson Airport, how it is unacceptably uh, crowded. This is after Ryan Whitney, Whitney rather, uh, who is a former NHL player's video went viral. He's, oh my gosh, the rigmarole that he was through at Pearson, it just makes me never want to fly again. Here's what he had to say about the airport. This is the worst airport on earth. I'm telling you, there's no other airport like this. Heed his warning. Marty Firestone joins us. He's a travel expert with Travel Secure Insurance. He joins the Kelly Cotrera Show. Marty, uh, you just got in from traveling. Did you just go to Greece or were you in several different airports? No, we were in several. We were in Tel Aviv and uh, then went to Santorini and then Athens. And I can tell you, Canada does not hold the uh, specific rights to uh, mayhem. It's everywhere you go. It is massive confusion. Delay. I had it all happen to me. Delays. Missed flights, lost baggage, anything that could happen, it happened. All right. So where, in your opinion, as a travel expert, is the problem? Is it in customs? Is it in check-in? Is it in communications? I think it's labor shortage at this point. I mean, sure, COVID restrictions and some of the things that are put in place are slowing things down. But in Tel Aviv, as an example, and Athens and Santorini, there was nothing to do with COVID restrictions or arrive can docks or anything like that. That was solely not enough staff to accommodate the flow of people who are now traveling. And therein lies the problem. At Santorini, there was one attendant for this airline addressing close to 200 people, and we were just moving like snails, and then we ultimately missed the flight. Frustrating, especially when you're on vacation. It's the last thing you want, and it's a domino effect. So you get delayed or miss the flight. You then miss the connecting flight as a result of that, and then they lose your bags because they don't have it moved from the next flight to the new flight. So the bottom line is you're sitting in a beautiful resort and you have no clothes and you have no essentials and you are not a happy camper. And that's part of the problem. Yeah. Thank God for gift shops at that point in time. Um, Thank God for insurance that tells you they will cover you up to $900 per person for essentials and things like that. Because without that, it would be all out of pocket money for sure. Yeah. And that's tough because, you know, we're all uh, cutting back. We're all trying to save money um, as everything increases in costs. So you just brought up the fact that in Athens and Tel Aviv, where you just recently were, there were no COVID um, health measures in place as far as uh, mandatory random testing and um, the like the, the Arrive Can app that we've got going on. And is that one of the quickest ways, do you think, that can uh, alleviate some of the delays at Pearson that people are experiencing? Does our government have to lift those? They do. They have to get those out of the way. It will not solve the problem. It will ease the problem okay we're still at the end of the day the biggest problem is not enough people to check you in security then upon landing baggage customs that all has to pick up as far as sheer numbers because everybody's going traveling again cruise ships i i was shocked to see these cruise ships in santorini that were just coming in by the thousands as far as people so travel is back great news but the infrastructure is not there to accommodate the new amount of people Yesterday, there was a lot said. Federal NDP leader Jagmeet Singh said that the delays and backlogs at the airport across Canada, including Pearson, no surprise. We knew that people were going to travel more once the mandates were lifted and the federal government should have been making earlier moves to make sure we had sufficient staffing levels at airports. Is that fair? Because they're not really in charge of anything except for the security. At the end of the day, they're not in charge of who the airline hires. 
You're right. It's it's not 100% the government. Even yesterday, I, we were held on the plane for hours. Okay, why were we held on the plane? The GTAA, the Greater Toronto Authority, said our building is packed. We can't let another thousand people into the terminal. I mean, it's going to be bad for COVID. Mind you, sitting on a plane isn't the best thing either. But at the end of the day, the airport can only accommodate so many people. And what's happening is the gate is the plane is sitting in the gate too long. So the next flight coming in, there's no gate for them to come to and so on and so on. So it mm-hmm. becomes what I call a domino effect. You just not everything backs up just from each and every position. Do you think that we could have anticipated this would happen though, Marty? I could have. I knew the minute the restrictions were removed, such as the testing to come back into Canada and all those various things, Everybody had pent up demand and was going to travel again. You didn't have to be too smart to figure that one out. The question is, were they going to hire people and get themselves ramped up so that the day that all happened, would they be ready? It's quite evident they were not ready. So does this lie on the heads of the airlines? Should they be um, trying to entice people to, you know, with better wages? Is that part of the problem? You know, it's interesting. The flight attendant, as we sat on the plane for hours yesterday, said to me, you know, I don't get paid for any of this. I used to be able to get off the plane when it landed, then go back home. She's now sitting three to five hours extra before she gets back and no additional pay. So there's a lot of disgruntled individuals out yeah. there. And and that's a problem. And I felt for her. And I said to her, I feel so bad that you are sitting here. She goes, I cannot leave till you are all off the plane. And we were being let off the plane 50 at a time over 30 minutes each 50. So you can only just imagine a Dreamliner, 388 people, how long that actually is. That really does speak to uh, the, the labor shortage in the airport. So if that's the case, um, we've got some serious problems because this could actually get worse before it gets better. Uh, talking around 45,000 people a day through Pearson, that's going to jump to 85,000 in the peak season. So you tell me how they're going to handle 85,000 when they can't handle 45,000. It's a real problem. Yeah, one of the things is the airports are not built to store people. You're built to, you know, you're meant to transit through the airport. It's all meant to move like a well-oiled machine. And once those gears start to break down, we've got some serious problems. So as somebody that um, is a travel expert, Marty, what do you recommend is the quickest fix if we want to try and alleviate the crowds at the airports right now? And what do you recommend that uh, travelers do that have already booked flights? All right. For departure, no question. Get there way ahead of schedule. And what's the worst scenario? That you got through in five minutes instead of three hours and you're sitting at the airport lounge. Do you know what I mean? Don't try to time it. The timing is out the window. No, that's not available anymore. As far as coming back, you're packing your patience. You just have to realize you're not getting off that plane the minute it lands. Don't run and get your bag at the top because you're wasting your time. You're going to be delayed. You are going to be delayed going through customs. They're going to ask you questions again about your arrive doc. They're going to randomly still select you for a potential PCR test. It, it, it's, I can't explain it. It's, if it didn't happen to me myself, I would just be talking in generalities, but it happened to me. Nothing is like it used to be. And time is the only thing we have working for us here that hopefully this summer, end of summer, things will get back to normal. That's the only thing we can hope for. Okay, but we know that fuses are short when people are um, not told what's happening. Has the communication got better at any of the airports that you traveled to? I think they're trying. Honestly, they are really good. And I hate to say it, it doesn't stop at baggage and handling or anything like that. You go for the cab lineup that typically used to have 100 cabs lined up and you just got into it. 
there was one at a time coming every 10, 15 minutes yesterday. And even the attendant there said to me that people are so rude the way they talk to me and it's not my fault. I go, I know oh. it sounds very frustrating, but you know, when you go to pick people up at the airport now, they're telling you, you've got to move ahead. Don't leave your car, do this and that. And it's just, it's just sheer mayhem. There's no other way to explain it. What about bags? You know, should you be checking your bag anymore or is it best to try and minimize and get that carry on on the plane yeah. with you? Well, that's what's causing part of the problem. People don't want to be sitting and waiting for the bags, so they're taking uh, carry-on baggage, and that's being slowing down the process at checking because now your bags are being checked by security uh, when you're going through the lineup. So that's taking time. Everything is figured out to the seconds, but right. nothing has been done seconds anymore. It's minutes now to process an individual. We'll take that times 45,000 people, and you've got a real problem. What about domestic flights? What are people? Better. Yeah, what are they dealing yeah. with? Yeah, I'm hearing that there isn't the same, needless to say, requirements and weights, both on departing and coming back in. You don't need the arrive can. You don't need certain things. So it's it's a little simpler process, but international is nightmarish. And four hours before should be the norm. I hate to say it because you don't know what it's going to be like at any given day or any given time. So basically throwing a dart and going, what should I do? You got to get there early. That's for sure. So do you agree with Ryan Whitney, the former NHLer who put out that viral video that Pearson is the worst airport in the world? <laughs> no, he, he should come see Santorini. He should come see Athens. He should come see Tel Aviv. And he realized this is not just Canada. This is worldwide. And he was frustrated as I was frustrated when I landed in Santorini and found out my bags weren't there for two and a half days after frustration is a key here and you've got to be able to handle it and have patience and not be angry. And so what he did was needless to say, anger speaking, but it's not about Pearson and it's not about Canada. It's all over the world. Well, Marty, I am willing to bet there are people listening right now, including myself that would have traded places with you and worn the same <laughs> grubby underwear for numerous days for the chance to sit and watch one of those Santorini sunsets. Oh my God. That was Beautiful. And that's the one thing when I was sitting there and going, no matter what happens at any of the airports, no matter how much we get delayed, nothing can replace this absolute beautiful scene. All right. Um, thank you very much, Marty. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for sparing your time and pointing out that it's not just us. It's everybody dealing with delays as we fly.